You're listening to the Ron and Don Show on the Ron and Don Radio Network, ronanddon.com. All right, look out now. We heard your plea. Now you got three. Three episodes of the Ron and Don Show. He's Ron. I'm Don. Uh, G4 So Neil is sitting here. Uh, we're recording on a Seahawk Sunday. But don't forget the show drops every Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Hit that subscribe button. That really helps us out. And, Ron, what about the people that my mom is still, she, she has to go out and she'll Google us on the web and she'll find an episode and then she'll say, these episodes haven't dropped yet. And I'm like, Mom. Episode three uh, dropped about six months ago. Let's see if we can yeah, figure this you out. You can again. listen through a browser. That's how my mom does it as well. That's but if you happens. have a smartphone, go to the app store. If you don't know how to do this, ask uh, a millennial or your grandkid, and they'll show you. Go to the app store, just download any of the major podcast players, and search Ron and Don. All right. Hey, on episode uh, number 48, uh, we talked a lot about morning routines. And I want to talk in a little bit. You were just talking about being smart. There's an acronym that we use in the fitness industry that's a smart acronym. I want to share it with everyone as we head into 2020 because I want you to be smart about your fitness and as you're developing these morning routines. And I also want to tell you the one thing, the one thing that you could do during the day that will undo everything, will undo it all. And yes, smoking three packs of cigarettes at one time in one sitting and that doing a, undo a, a all, bottle yeah. of vodka. I wasn't going to bring that up. Uh, that would be one thing that would undo. But I'll tell you something that each and every one of us do each and every day. We may do it too much and it'll undo all the good work. So we'll talk about that here in a minute. And also, we're excited to tell you about a sit down that we just did with Team Katie. Uh, it's the Ron and Don sit down brought to you by us, Ron and Don. We are licensed agents at Windermere. Well, we're going to get started here today. I, I read a fascinating story in the Wall Street Journal, and I want to get your take on this. And it's talking about the latest trend with people that are married and are a little bit older, so 55 plus, in their 50s, 60s, and beyond. Uh, the latest trend, and I guess they're called, they call it a silver divorce or a gray divorce. So a lot more people were getting divorced and getting back together. People are now getting married, but staying in their separate locations they're mm-hmm. separate houses yeah. and so the wall street journal goes through and they tells the story of, of a handful of these different couples and ask them how how it's working for them why it works for them uh how their satisfaction is and so uh, i found it extremely fascinating they have one example of a couple that that uh met the wife is very very social and likes to do dinner parties and stay up late into the night Can, so let me ask you a question because i'm a little confused are these couples that were married at a young age and now as they, they've grown older, they've stayed married, but they've moved out? Or are these people that have gone through a divorce, you met a second partner, but you live in two different places, so you're partnering up, but you're living in two different places? Um, I think the latter. Okay. It says that the people that are divorced, they're back in the dating pool, okay. they find somebody that they want to be with, and Got then it. they get married and still keep their separate houses. All right, that's clear. So one example that I think most people or a lot of people could relate to is the the wife in this particular case. She liked to do dinner parties, like to host them. She liked to. She's sort of a more of a night owl. Yep. They would stay up. They would have a bottle of wine. Everybody's chit chatting in the house. The husband, on the other hand, he enjoys that that part, and he's drawn to the fact that she's social, but he likes to go to bed a little earlier. He likes to get up very early. She doesn't like to get up early, and so they just kept their own places, mm. and they live, I think, 20 minutes apart, 
and he comes over to the dinner parties. He's there. They're a couple. It's awesome. And then he just leaves. Yeah. He goes back to his place. <laughs> he gets up early. That would have bothered. He he would yeah. he felt self conscious mm-hmm. if he was getting up and doing his stuff really early because she would be asleep and vice versa. And so, but and then a couple one or two times a week, one of one or the other will stay the night at the other person's place if they needed. If some one of them had to go to the doctor or needed some sort of was sick that week, they'll come over and might stay for a longer period of time but they just they enjoy having their own spaces having their autonomy um what do you think of this trend you know i, I love that trend and and i think uh other than cuddling because i because I, I still i don't have a cpap machine yet oh okay. boy are we getting into i CPAP know a talk? lot of people well, i saw one of our clients the other day and i won't tell you tell you who but he's he, he's had a cpap machine now for the last 15 years he said it made a big difference my mother i didn't know used a cpap machine and is that the Darth Vader thing? It is, yeah. And and I knew that her husband, her late husband Stanley, had a CPAP machine, but I didn't know that she did. And sometimes when they travel, they'd bring this apparatus to my house, and I'm like, oh my gosh, it's like it's like the television show ER in here with all the gear <laughs> uh, that that he that he would bring. I didn't know that he had a his and hers CPAP machine, and so I heard a ruckus one night in their bedroom, and I ran in there because this is when Stanley was sick. And I went to see what was going on to make sure that he was okay and he would pass away a couple months later. Uh, but I ran in and they were both in there with their Darth Vader masks on with their <laughs> CPAP machines. Scared the heck out of me. And I don't know, and maybe people can reach out to us, I don't know how the cuddling works with the CPAP. Do you do you cuddle? You have to schedule and it. Then, and then you call a timeout and then you put your CPAP machine. Because once the masks are on, that's it. Yeah, no. And, I, you I dial, think... and you dial in the oxygen. And then I'm wondering in the morning... If there's some morning cuddling that's going on, do do you both agree that you take the masks off at one point? Yeah, and I think you, you schedule or, it. Or how does that work exactly? I so, believe it was scheduled. I, I think mean, one of the reasons why people live apart is because of the CPAP machine and then just all the other medical things that start happening to our bodies as they fall apart. It's, also, a, it's a little embarrassing to, to, to get in bed with someone else and you're like, huh, where did that come from? Well, I was talking to a flight attendant the other day. It's in her like 20s and they don't live apart, but she... Because of the layovers and stuff, she's out of town one or two days a week, and she's like, "It's kind of nice. Like he gets, <laughs> he gets a chance to miss me. I get a chance to miss him. Yeah. Uh, I'm out here doing my job, and yeah. so when we get back together, we're, we're like looking forward to seeing each other. Yeah. The, the the couples that I know that have really great relationships, there's a couple things that I know, and you brought up the word autonomy. They have autonomy, and they not only travel together and they travel the world. And I'm thinking of one couple in particular, one of my partners. Uh, but he travels with his friends. He travels with his buddies. She does the same thing. Then they do she travels with his buddies. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then, and then they also travel as a family too. So I think autonomy, I think that's super important because to think that, that your partner is going to complete you as we found out in Jerry Maguire, that doesn't happen. So I think autonomy is really important. And then I think also having a relationship where things are just okay. Things don't have to be phenomenal all the time you don't have to be lovebirds in love all the time i find relationships that last 20 25 30 years that are really good relationships sometimes those relationships they are just okay the relationship is okay today and i think it's healthy to be in a relationship well, it would it's be okay. great I, I think back to my marriage and maybe it would have lasted if it was like you know what i'm going to my house i just need some time to recharge yeah 
And like, it's not personal. Yeah. Like, I just need, I kind of want to just be alone well, for a couple well, of days. Well, some people that are addicted to falling in love, and I was reading about this the other day, and it's kind of a cycle. The, the addiction of love in your brain is the same as a cocaine addiction. It bangs on the same neurotransmitters. It's the same type of neuroscience. And the bottom line is, for a lot of folks, is when they no longer feel like they're in love with somebody, because you run out of that feeling when you get two, three, four months down the road. It's like, now what? Because I was in love with you in the same way that maybe a drug addict loves cocaine. And now all of a sudden I'm looking at and I just I, I kind of feel like, what happened here? Where did that go? And chances are that ain't coming back. That goes with the CPAP rental. <laughs> you have to sign a release form. <laughs> yeah, then you end up in that relationship. That's, well, it's just kind of okay. Or you move on to the next relationship because you're looking for that. You're looking. You're, you're looking. For, you're looking for that oxytocin and that serotonin, and you're looking for that dopamine hit that you get when you first meet somebody, and you're like, "Oh my gosh, I'm in love." I can just picture some couples who've been married for 25 years. Hey, I was listening to Ron and Don. Yeah. How do you feel about me getting my own apartment? <laughs> How's that sitting with you? That's awesome, man. All right. Uh, we come back on the uh, Ron and Don show. We talked a little bit. I'm going to do something with you. I'm going to have All you right. get out a piece of paper, get out your journal, and uh, we're going to talk about your exercise oh, boy. routine as we uh, as we head into the new year here, because this is something that a lot of people are talking about. We'll be back in one minute. It's the Ron and Don show. Thanks for hitting that subscribe button. You're listening to the Ron and Don Radio Network. Ready for a great 2020? Take Ron and Don with you. Just hit subscribe and get the show delivered to you every Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Do you have a dog like my dog, Charlie? Buy him a Ron and Don Nation bandana. Dog bandanas out now at ronanddon.com. Well, it's the uh, Ron and Don show only on the Ron and Don Radio Network. I've been a master trainer now for the last 10 years. Master trainer, he said. Master trainer. <laughs> the other one for a lot longer. Yeah, I've been te- teaching exercise classes for about 20 years. And over the years, I've helped uh, uh, train people that are uh, lifelong friends of mine. Lots of whistles, lots of uh, yelling, lots of... Yeah, uh, hard, uh, hard exercise. And the kind of training that I that I do and I understand is way too intense. But it's it's what I like, and it's what my people like. It's what my tribe likes. Uh, but I want to talk a little bit about as we head into 2020. I want to talk a little bit more because I've been thinking about moderation. Because we I have a lot of people that reach out to us in the Ron and Don Nation, especially women that are in their 40s, 50s, uh, 60s. Many of them on the other side of menopause. Some of them have been through. Uh, a rough life cycle of maybe going through a divorce, maybe losing a partner. I'm even thinking of my mom right now who's lost her partner and she still has so many more chapters left in her life because she's only 76 years old. So let's talk about moderation. Let's talk about exercise and let's kind of talk about what you think uh, your thing is going to be as we head into 2020. A lot of talk about Mr. Rogers right now in Mr. Rogers' neighborhood. And I don't know if people know what his morning routine was in his exercise regimen. But every I want to mo- see that movie, the Tom yeah. Hanks movie. Every morning when he would wake up, he had this whole routine. Part of that routine 
was leaving the house and then he would go to the local swim club and he would swim a number of laps. He also, it was real important to him, he would jump on a scale. He weighed 143 pounds, not 142, not 144. It was really important to him to be 143 pounds. The routine that you see him do on the television show was actually a routine that he did at home where he would, for instance, take his shoes off, change his shoes, uh, take on and off the cardigan sweater, which is actually a sweater that was created for him by his mother. And so he was, Fred Rogers was a man of routine. And they find out a lot of times when you're a person of routine and you include exercise in the morning, uh, not only do you have a longevity and not only do you feel more optimistic, but you also just feel better about life. There's less depression. There's less anxiety because you've woken up and you've engaged not only your mind, but you've engaged your heart, your spirit, your soul, and your physical body. Do you connect? Because I know, Ron, you've been working on a morning routine and so have I. Do you connect exercise with your morning routine or is that something that is separate? I'm trying to do that. And so, yes, like I I, I am a type of person that would beat myself up. Uh, and when I failed. And so the, the biggest thing for me is not the exercise. Like you've known me my whole life. I'm a relatively athletic person. I'm coordinated. I've good, like, it's not, that's not the issue. It's the mental game. And so this is something that's been a, a lifelong deal. I, I honestly, for many years, even probably right now, I don't get you in your tribe, as you call them, that like there's something I feel like I was missing that day when whenever that whatever that thing is, <laughs> when, when that was handed out, like I just wasn't there that day. Uh, but that's awesome. When I do, what do you, when you say that though, what do you what do you think was handed out? What do you think? I to me, it's like it appears as if you enjoy exercise. I do, yeah. And so, like when you uh, you go out, like you actually enjoy the the part of the exercise. Whereas like when I'm running, I'm not enjoying the run, maybe a little bit more now that I've been trying to work on my, my head, but I enjoy stopping. (laughs) And then I also enjoy afterwards doing it. Like I recognize that something happened in my body, but uh, you know, and it's like, there's some endorphins going and you, there's a feeling. So I recognize that that's good, but like the part where I'm actually running, like I don't, I don't enjoy that part. Like I don't enjoy you know, if I'm doing push-ups, like when I'm actually, I enjoy stopping doing push-ups. That's going to be the name of this podcast. This is episode 49 right now. Right. It's when, Ron, exercise when I enjoy stopping. <laughs> right. That's going to be. The- I totally. So like that, It's but it's mental for me. And so I, I set myself up to fail because I would say, oh, if I don't do, you know, exercise the way that Don exercises, yeah. then that's a failure. Right. Or if I don't, uh, you know, if I'm not you know, doing a spin class for an hour, then that's a failure. And and so I've had to learn how to go, okay, well, maybe if I just, you know, do 15 minutes or 20 minutes or whatever, that uh, that can be a success. All right, let's do this. We're going to write something down. The acronym is SMART. So just write down the acronym SMART. And I'm going to invite people to do this. And this is just if you want to start adding movement uh, to your morning routine. And I encourage you to do it in the morning because if you wait till later in the day, Sometimes it doesn't happen unless you schedule it in on your calendar. If you're like, hey, you know what? Three o'clock every day, I'm going to go for a walk. When I'm at work, before I jump in and I start heading home in the car, whatever that is, schedule it in someday or, or schedule it into your day if you can't do it in the morning, all right? And let's just commit to this together. Uh, some new science out this week says if we do 150 minutes of something, uh, that is rather brisk, and it doesn't mean you have to run. It per week. Mean, yeah, per, it doesn't mean you have to lift big weights. or Just something that's 22 minutes a day. 
something that's 22 minutes a day. Uh, that can make a big difference. It can even be 11 minutes in the morning, 11 yeah. minutes at night. When you, if you're battling anxiety, if you're battling depression, if you're battling, and a lot of times people start exercising for weight gain, I don't want you to connect weight with exercise. I don't want you to do that. Don't do that right now, all right? Because that isn't smart. Smart, though, let's look at the acronym. Number one, we want to be very specific about what we're going to do. So let me ask you. Like for me, my routine is I trail run during the week. Uh, I also ride a bike during the week. I run some stairs during the week, and I lift some weights during the week. Uh, and I do a little bit of yoga and stretching during the week. So that's a bunch of stuff that's all kind of mixed in there. And for people that have been exercising for a long time, that's kind of complex. Let's not do that. Let's pick one thing right now that you can do for the next week. Let's be specific about it that you can do for 22 minutes a day. Uh, what are you going to do? What I, would that be? I have two things, and, and this is what I've been working on. I okay. either do my 30-day yoga challenge with Adrian. Uh, or I run down to the uh, Center for Wooden Boats and back. Okay. Like those are my two things. And is that is that first thing in the morning, or when do you do that? Uh, that would be first thing. Not first thing. The first, it's like the third thing I do in the morning. Okay. So, so you each and every specific for the next week, we're going to be specific. The two things that you're going to do, you're going to do either or. You're right. Gonna, you're I'm either going to do a 30-day yoga challenge with Adrian or run down to the boathouse and back. Okay, each and every day. So that's the specific thing that we are going to do. Uh, so that's the S in SMART. Let's talk about the M, which is measure. Uh, how can we measure this? And it sounds like you can measure this because you're saying, hey, this 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 yoga challenge, it's built in because it's a 30-day yoga challenge, yeah, right? Yeah, it's a 30-day yoga challenge, and, and each videos range from, uh, you know, 17 minutes to 30 minutes. Okay. So, and then what about the, what about the run? The run probably takes me, like, the uh, takes me probably 25 minutes. Okay. Uh, so you're going to do the run every day. You're going to do the 30 day yoga challenge. Either or I'm not going to do both of them. Either or, <laughs> either or. And we're going to do this for the next week. And so we're going to be able to measure this. So, uh, and you're going to write this down. So when we come back, come back to do the podcast next week, we'll be able to say, Hey, for seven days, 22 minutes a day, I committed to it and I did it right. Sure. Uh, attainable Do you, and this is real easy, smart. Is it attainable? Do you, do absolutely. You, Cause a lot of times we'll pick goals and we're like, and I'm going to go to spin class and I'm going to get a Peloton and then I'm going to do a trail race and a trail run and run a marathon. and all. So you feel like this is attainable. It's absolutely attainable. I think it's totally attainable. Uh, smart. The R in it, is it realistic, uh, for you to be able to pull this off in the next week? So let me ask you, what could get in the way just of you that of, i'm unpacking right now okay so like, unpacking could get in the way uh what else could get in the way uh it's pretty that's pretty much it that just life is very very packed right weather now. is really extraordinary awful in the in the northwest yeah, if it's right raining now. that's when i do the yoga inside if it's clear then i'll go out and run all right and then time wise we have picked that we're going to do this for seven days and we have also decided that we're going to commit to doing something at least 22, 22 minutes of the day, right? We're going, to, we're going to commit to that. So smart. We're going to be specific. We're going to measure it. We're going to make sure it's attainable. We're going to make sure it's realistic. And then also we're going to make sure that we have time to do it. This is what I want people to think about as you're listening to this. You don't have to do a 30-day yoga challenge. You don't have to run stairs. Like my mother... Her days of running stairs, it's just not going to happen, right? This is what I want you to think about. I want you to think about exercise, though, differently. So when you go to park the car, all of us are in a rush to park the car as close to the door as we can when we get to the store. Don't do that. And as long as it's safe for you, 
park the car as far away as you can. Maybe you park the car away a quarter of a mile and now you walk into the store and then you walk back to the car. Think about all the steps and all the exercise that you would add if you decided that you were gonna become a walker. Or could you run to the store or run to the coffee shop or run to the yoga class? Could you walk there? Could you run there? Could you jump on a bicycle and go there? Also, I want you to think about, and this is something that uh, my therapist does. I go to see her and I go to knock on her office door and she's not there. You know what she's doing? Between every appointment, she goes out and she walks up and down the stairs. She cleans her mind, clears her mind, and then she comes back in and she sits down with her next client. Between every single client, she does that. Uh, She just walks those stairs. Ask yourself in the course of your work week, is there a way for you instead of taking that elevator or instead of jumping in the car to go grab that sandwich, is there a way for you to incorporate uh, more walking? And then think about this. Even if you don't have a dog, people that have dogs live longer. There's lots of reasons for that. Even if you don't have a dog, if you go volunteer time at a shelter to go walk dogs at a shelter, they would. the dogs will love you, you will love it, and you will love what it does for you and what it does for your body. I don't want to hear from the cat people. Yeah. This is what undoes everything, is if you sit all day. If you sit more than two and a half hours a day without getting up and engaging and doing something, you could do this morning routine. You could do everything that Ron and I have just talked about as far as being smart. But if you sit in front of that computer for five, six, seven hours a day, think about your kiddos that sit there and they're just playing games sometimes. And we're allowing games to babysit them for four or five, six hours a day. It undoes everything. So as you look at your schedule you're, and you want to be smart about it, think about, hey, if I have a job where I'm sitting in this car, right? Like if you're an EMT and you're sitting in, uh, you're sitting in a medic unit all day, how can I get out? How can I walk? How can I engage? How can I keep moving? That's how you battle depression. That's how you battle anxiety. And that's how you just feel so much better about yourself and the life and the humans around you. All right? Let's be smart, and we'll check in with Ron next week. See if he was smart. Be smart with us on the Ron and Don Radio Network. It's uh, the Ron and Don show. Why? What? You don't like this bump? What is it? It's just like we we have to use YouTube approved bumps. Okay. So I have a limited (laughs) palette of bumps. Like we can't use popular music because then it's a copyright violation. It is. Okay. Hey, we got a letter the other day that we wanted to share with you. And it's from someone that listened to us in Trusted Radio for a long time. And now uh, Katie has become one of our clients and we did something called a Ron and Don sit down where we went to her house and we met with her and we met her dogs and we walked around her beautiful property and after we sat down with her Ron had an idea and he said you know what we should do and talk about this a little bit he said you know what we should do is put a team together uh, and let's sit down back at our offices with Katie's team, which are her three kids, which was a brilliant idea on your part. She ordered pizza. She made some cookies. We all sat down. We all sat down together. And then this is what she wrote uh, about the sit down that we did. She said, hi, Ron and Don. 
She said, there actually aren't enough words in the English language to thank you guys enough, uh, insanely enough, rousingly enough, profusely enough for bringing my family together in your conference room today at noon. The whole concept of Team Katie inspired all of us. And afterwards, we debriefed at a nearby bar and it was our slam dunk opinion that with the two of you, you're exactly the right people to be a part of my village right now. She said, Ron, your concept of Team Katie, it's powerful. And I know that my three kids were deeply moved by this and by you including them. And I was moved almost to tears uh, that we could all make this meeting work. She said, thank you. Uh, and thank you a gazillion. Uh, I don't know how much a gazillion is, but a I, lot. Think, I think that's, that's, that's a lot of thanks right there. And she said, thanks for your wisdom and your humor. And then she went on to say, maybe just maybe this is mysteriously a miraculous silver lining of the brutality shown to you at the radio station a year ago. Love and love and hugs and hugs and gratitude and gratitude. Uh, that's from your friend Katie. And I just want to say, uh, you posted something about what happened a year ago at Terrestrial Radio. Uh, I want people to know, and thank you for rooting for us and reaching out to us, our lives could not be better. And we've had Terrestrial Radio reach back out to us and want to put us on the air. We have gone down this road, this real estate adventure, uh, and... This is the road. This is the tack that we've decided to take. But along the way, we're sitting here on a Sunday together with our socks on. And my son's here and Charlie's here, my little dog. And we're recording on the shores of South Lake Union. The cool thing about doing this podcast is it allows us to stay in touch with all of you. And also, we can still still do a lot of the great cause radio that we all care about so much. Here's what's cool. Here's what's cool about sitting down with Katie. And I was telling a friend about this last night. For years and years and years, when Ron and I first started in radio, because we started in sports radio, we would go out and we could see all the faces of all the people that listened to us. And we created these really great friendships and these really great human to human connection bonds. Over the years, though, some weird things happened as we began to get more popular. Uh, people would send us letters. Uh, people began to do uh, strange things when we would go out in public. And without getting into that, there were people um, there were people that would show up at our houses that would leave notes for me in the shower. Uh, there were people that went to the penitentiary as a result of some things that had happened as far as stalking us and stalking behavior. And so we, for the last 10 years of our career, would just kind of sit inside and we would do this radio show with these microphones and each other every day, but we were never able to really connect anymore with our listeners other than some of the emails and text messages we get. What's been really great about these Ron and Don sit-downs is we get to sit down with someone like Katie and her family face-to-face, figure out where she is on her journey to see if we can help and to make that human-human connection, and I love it. I absolutely love it. Where did you come up with the Team Katie idea? Because well, that was a great idea. You no, know, Katie and I had a meeting that you weren't at. You weren't able to make it that day. And just listening to her story, I was like, you know what? We need to just include everybody. We need to build a team around you because you're going to make some pretty big decisions coming up here in the next couple of years. And so don't do it alone. Like if you want Don and I to be part of the team, we'll be part of the team. But like, uh, it sounds like you're really close with your daughter. Let's have her be part of the team. We're going to build a team and then schedule. My idea for them was like, put it on the calendar where you're going to, the, the, you're a team and that every six months or every 12 months or whenever it was, uh, go get some pizza, bake some cookies, sit down and just already have the questions lined out. What we're going to ask, how am I, how's my health? Uh, am I still enjoying living where I'm living? 
you know, just go make up a, a, a sheet so it's not emotional. It's like it's it's Team Katie. The team gets together, you do an evaluation, and then if everything's great, you set an appointment for six months down the road or a year down the road, and then you can meet again. But if one of these questions, if there is a problem with health, or if you're not happy with where you are, now we have a plan in place that you can uh, you know engage that plan. She really liked it. Her children are very like uh, work in tech and are really into sort of planning and programming and have that sort of mentality. So that sort of fish to water for them. Like, that's awesome. Let's, mm-hmm. We're going to build out this as if we were building a project. If we're going to do a product launch, how would we build this? And so they're just building a product launch uh, for their mom and they get together and can have these meetings. So it just seemed natural. She liked it. The kids like it. Uh, and I'm glad that we're part of the team. Yeah, and and I want to encourage everybody should have a team, uh, and you can be on multiple teams. You think about some of the best times in your life, especially when you're younger, maybe my son's age, when you're nine, and you're part of a team. Think about maybe some of the teams, sports teams you're on in junior high and high school, and when you see people 30 years later, what do you talk about? You talk about being on that team. So I think having a tribe and having a team, uh, and we learned that early on from one of our great friends, Gary. Uh, who we have a team time where we get together with Gary and we connect. And we've done that since our 20s when we used to ride bikes together. Um, We used to ride motorcycles uh, together. And now here we are uh, well into our 50s and we still have team time. So I just want to encourage you, have a team, have a tribe, put your own team together uh, and be a part of other people's teams, right? That's what it's all about. 49, by the way, I'm not into my 50s yet. (laughs) I'm going to hold on to that. Thank you very much. <laughs> That'll all change in July, won't it? Yeah. Anyway. Hey, uh, if you need us on your team, uh, we'd love to be a part of life's biggest transaction. Just reach out reach out to Ron. Ron at windermere.com. You can write me to Don O'Neill at windermere.com. And if you're driving right now, go to ronanddon.com. It's easy. Click on the radio microphone. Everything about the Ron and Don show, including Cops Helping Kids, Charlie's Dinosaur, that's all there. And then on the other side, Click on those two guys with their aviator glasses on. Those are your agents. That's Agent Ron and Agent Don. And uh, we're ready to be on your team. All right. Keep your head up, your shoulders back. We'll see you next time for episode 50. This is episode 49. You're listening to the Ron and Don Show only on the Ron and Don Radio Network. Ron and Don. (laughs) You good? Yeah. Okay, let's get going.